heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question. I'll inform you about life. You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. All right, yo. Here we go. Here we go. Two hours. Two hours of this smooth sounds that you're hearing right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming straight at you. Full-fledged. This is the Taz Show. Thank you, everybody, for listening live or watching live at TazShow.com or checking out the audio-on-demand version of the show at Spotify or iTunes or Play It or at TuneIn. Thanks for that. Maybe you're checking out the, uh, the VOD at TazShow.com. The only place to watch or listen live, live, every day, is TazShow.com. And as always, it's free. Yep. So here comes your two-hour free lunch. Seven-course meal. Gotta tell you what, we are coming off of a red-hot main event last night on Monday Night Raw to both Sasha Banks and Charlotte, I have to say. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I have to say, congratulations, young ladies. That was a tremendous match. Absolutely, absolutely busted their rear ends out there. And I'm going to get into that right away. Segwon Jones going right into Raw. But if you want to call the show, it's a very simple process. Attention hotline fans. That's an 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Excuse me. Um, I don't even know why I hit the cough button. I think that bled through. So, look, this main event was uh, something to see. I've taken part of several Falls Count Anywhere matches in my career, especially in ECW. And they're fun to do, but to make them really good, you got to really work hard and you got to risk injury. And it happens. I mean, you got to really be physical because you're amongst the audience. And you don't see that a ton with WWE where the talent is in the audience fighting that much. But, buddy, whew, they did it here. What a match. Now, earlier in the show uh, on Raw, they did in the crossover segment, I think it was probably around 9 p.m., which is considered one of the crossovers, okay, which is an important time. They brought out Sasha and Charlotte, and they had their match, and it was a quick four or five-minute gimmick, and next thing you know, ding, 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 there's a disqualification. So I was thinking, there's no way. Come on. You, you, they got to be doing something else. They're not going to tease this match in Charlotte. Charlotte Flair's hometown, the whole nine, and do something like that. Just a DQ. Sure enough, Mick comes out, tells him to take a little rest, and uh, we can come out later on, we're going to get after it. No DQ, Foles cut anywhere, yada, yada. And when I first heard him say, we'll do that later on, go take a little rest, I don't remember ever really, I'm not saying it's never been done. So before you start tweeting me all the times it's been done, please stop. Okay, I'm sure it's been done. I don't remember the last time. Quite frankly, I, I don't care. Um, um, so, uh, then he comes out and Mick and says that take a little break. We say double count out, not disqualification, no disqualification. That's false can anywhere. Yeah. So, okay. False can anywhere means basically anything else. Um, I, 
I don't remember the last time they got into something like this. Not just WWE, any company. Um, again, like I said, I'm sure it's been done where it's like a deal where, okay, you know what? Um, go take a break. We started the match. I want this thing to have a finish. I want to crown a champion, either a new champion or Charlotte, you keep yours, whatever the heck Mick said. That's cool. And when, I, when he said we'll do this later on, I was a little bit like, oh, no. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. But then once they got into the main event, I'm like, wow. Now I see why they had Mick do that. That main event was tremendous. That's the type of thing. When those two girls walk back through the curtain, I've been there. I've seen this as an announcer. I've seen it as a wrestler. Uh, I've had it, I humbly say, where you get the gorilla position from Vince McMahon and the agents and the writers and the other wrestlers, whoever's there, the senior wrestlers, and you get a standing ovation in the entrance area behind the curtain. Those are the things that people don't see. And I bet the farm on it. You guys know I own several farms. And I bet the farm on it, one of them anyway, that that they got that, Sasha and Charlotte, and they deserved it. That match, those girls worked their asses off, and I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And and the thing is, man, like the finish was very cool. I did think it kind of came out of nowhere because I think they were tied on time. So when, when, when they did the thing, just working backwards here, when Sasha ends up in the audience with Charlotte, puts her in the um, handrail, like I guess the middle of the stadium uh, seats, but I don't know, I don't, I don't construct, I'm not an engineer, so I don't construct buildings, okay, please, I, I don't know the uh, proper names of handrails. Yes. Okay, I don't, but I can tell you it's a handrail that's metal, and it's big, and, and Charlotte was in the middle of it, and boom, boom, you have Sasha supining her back into the bank statement-esque in this guardrail, not guardrail, steel handrail, whatever it's called, um, very unique, very innovative, very different. Looked like it was a lot of pain. I the only thing is that I, from a psychological psychology wrestling psychology standpoint, I know why Charlotte tapped so quick. I know why. Okay, because the move is supposed to be extremely painful. You're in between steel. The girl's got a finished submission on you. Hence, why there's no time to play games. You can't counter that. You know it's very unorthodox and it's in between steel pipes. So I get it. It's all pipes. So, I, I get all that. But, just nitpicking Jones, and I hate to do this with this match, I think somehow if they would have teased that spot in the audience before they locked it in, and then went back to it maybe a minute or so later, it would have gave the announcers a better chance to tell that story of the pain, the physical story of the pain that could be. And then that's good. Hey, Charlotte just escaped the bullet, dodged the bullet of getting caught in that hole there, somehow, and then get get right back into it. But I think that when you're fighting amongst the whole building, I mean, come on, Sasha did this freaking moonsault off the stage. It was insane. I mean, that some of the stuff that they did in this match was highly physical. The Singapore cane stuff, the kendo stick, whatever you want to call the thing, was unbelievable. I mean, Sasha was wearing out Charlotte at one point. I'm gonna get back to the finish in a minute. At one point, guys, when, when Sasha first grabbed that, that kendo stick from under the ring and she hit Charlotte with it a couple times, <laughs> I've been there. If you look at Charlotte's face, there was a slight shoot moment there. I think where Charlotte 
legitimately got pissed off because that thing stings like a bitch. And I think that it pissed off Charlotte a little bit. And she front kicked <laughs> she front kicked that girl Sasha man halfway across the bottom of that ring. Man, she uh, she was pissed. I'm telling you, she was I could see it in her face. I just think she got mad. Uh, but then everything they started working again. It got a little physical, like legit physical. And maybe I'm wrong, but the way it looked to me, they were shooting a little bit when that cane came out. A little bit. It looked, and if they weren't, they worked me, and I'll, and I'll take the work. No problem. But um, I was very impressed with the, real, the, the realism of all of the intensity both these girls showed. It made that women's title mean so much. It really made it mean so much. It really elevated it even higher than it is because the thing, the thing has a lot of prestige on it, obviously. But back to the finish, I do think that they had an opportunity to tease that thing a little bit before they go into it. But what happens is when you're fighting all over the building, you're doing all these crazy spots, it's tough when you're the last segment on Raw. you got to end at a certain time. Now, they always go past 11 p.m. We've discussed that in the past. I don't know. I think they end at, like, whatever the hell it is, 11, 10 or 11, 12 or something like that. You know what? It's still tough. It's a lot of time, but it's still tough to budget that. The right way when you're fighting all over the building. It really is. Because there's certain things you got to sell longer. So it's harder. Um, I, I just think that I felt like the finish came out of nowhere. Maybe that's what they wanted to do. So it looked like a shoot. Okay. It, look, I don't think anybody else today when they talk about this match is going to nitpick the finish like I did. And I'm not knocking it. I'm just giving you my, I'm honest out here. I give you my honest opinion of my professional opinion on when I watch a wrestling match and and I'm praising the hell out of the match and I, I thought the thing was freaking awesome I'm just saying I that I felt like that tap out came out of nowhere I know why she tapped quick because they wanted to because she should the move is extremely painful my only point is they should have teased that railing spot a couple of minutes prior to the actual finish that's to me in my opinion that's a little bit better storytelling physical storytelling and from an announcer's standpoint, it really helps the announcers set the table for the finish, which is going to happen one, two minutes later, <clears throat> when Charlotte cannot counter the move. And it's an easy move to counter. Once you know you see Sasha put Charlotte in between the two metal pipes, you know, Sasha goes to grab it, and then Charlotte back elbows her way out and counters it. Beats her up, beats her up, something happens, and then next you know, a minute later, she stuffs her, Sasha, Sasha stuffs Charlotte back in between those two pipes, and now hooks it. That, it's all pipes! That little bit of a tease in between those pipes would have made it. Made it better than it even was. And again, I don't think anybody else is going to tell you that stuff, but I just, I guess I'm nitpicking a teeny bit. I mentioned yesterday on the show <clears throat> that I thought Ric Flair would make an appearance, and sure enough, he did. Uh, there was a, a spoiler, I believe, Mike Johnson put out, which, by the way, Mike will be on the show in a little while. Mike Johnson. Yeah, everybody loves Mike Johnson. PW Inside Report to get in this episode. Yeah, I see at the top, but I'm unprofessional at times. Okay, enough of that. So, the thing is, like, uh, uh, Mike, I believe, put out a spoiler. I think it was Mike. It was something on PW Insider about Ric Flair. Sure enough, he was there. He put that out last night. Initially put on, Mike put on there that Rick was backstage, but he wasn't going to appear on Raw. And then there was a spoiler where it said, hey, he's going to appear. And I was sitting home saying, yeah, yeah, I'm right. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. Yes. Ha, ha. I know more than everyone. A freaking genius. Stop. So anyway, 
Yeah, Rick was there, and I just felt like it was a no-brainer to me. I mean, the way I think of things and the way you, you book, and I kind of how WWE books, and it's good that Rick was there. My only thing is I, 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 I forgot about Rick when Sasha won the title, <clears throat> which I'm, I'm going to you know give you an opinion here that's different maybe again than others, and it, it's not uh, negative Jones. I'm just being, I'm being honest. You know, I... I, I Honestly, the way they went to that and what Rick did to come out, unless they ran out of time, maybe there was something else they wanted to do with Rick and Charlotte. I don't know. So you got to give some, you know, you got to give, uh, what's the word? Uh, you got to give a, uh, a benefit of the doubt that maybe maybe they ran out of time and Rick was supposed to do something else. Who knows? I, I, know, why, I know why in the pre-tape we heard Charlotte talk about, you know, Rick, and how Charlotte, I'm sorry, how Charlotte disrespected her dad, Rick, and basically told him whatever, and Charlotte got it. When Charlotte, I'm, I'm saying Charlotte, when Sasha said that earlier in the show, it kind of, to me, was what we call an angle alert. Then I knew that I was right, that she, he was going to be there. And then when he showed up, you know, you knew he was going to show up, I thought, at that point, because Sasha's cutting the promo about him. <clears throat> Backstage, how she's, I don't, I'm paraphrasing, but she's going to dedicate her match or whatever, her championship, to Ric Flair because of Charlotte disrespecting him or whatever the heck she said. I, I personally, again, just my critique, my opinion, I do not think WWE needed to do that. I don't. I think that's what we would call in the business an angle alert. It just, it's too much, <clears throat> it brings too much attention to Ric Flair. And there's no reason to do that. Let his music hit. The place would have popped anyway. He's Ric Flair. He's a legend. He's the best of all time. All this stuff. And you're in Charlotte the boot. But, <clears throat> so I thought that that was a little bit of an angle alert. And the other thing is, for him to come out and raise Charlotte's, um, raise Sasha's hand, he's, he's, he's endorsing her, <clears throat> which is awesome. I mean, who as a champion wouldn't, wouldn't want to be endorsed by Ric Flair? That, that's the ultimate in compliment. There's no doubt about that. Honestly, bluntly, and no disrespect to the WWE or Ric Flair, because WWE is my new friends, as we know. They love me, and I love them now. I would never talk bad about them. It's just my critique here. They love me so much. No! So, I feel that Rick coming out, it was almost a little, there was no need. It was it was Sasha's moment. <laughs> That's my point. It was just, and they have it on the WWE.com gimmick, the main page. If you go on there, well, this is at 7.15 in the morning uh, on Tuesday. They have Rick holding up Sasha's hand. I mean, that's great for Sasha and all, and I get it. I understand that. But I don't, I, I think Charlotte and Sasha have been standing on their own just greatly fine, you know, in my opinion. Just my opinion. I don't think you needed that. I love Rick like anybody else. I personally know Rick. I consider Rick a friend. And I respect the hell out of him. Okay? And so this is not me being negative on, on the Nature Boy at all. I'm just giving you my critique of how the show, how the last segment went in the last minute of the segment. I just don't think you needed that. Do I think it was bad? No. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a very cool moment that Rick came out and did that. Because Rick came out not like himself, not wooing, not strutting. Look at what Rick did. Rick walked out and he had us worked a little bit because, you know, he's, un he's unpredictable, Rick. So you don't know what he's going to do. And he came out all serious. And then he got in the ring and raised their hand and hugged her and all that stuff. It was nice. Because they painted like, well, what's he going to do? And that was kind of Rick's way of endorsing. He's endorsing Sasha. 
to receipt Charlotte. For those that couldn't figure out the psychology, I don't know disrespect. I'm just telling you the, the way I saw it. So I just thought that you don't, I don't know if you needed that there. That's my only point. You know, but, but at the end of the day, it don't matter. Those two girls were awesome. Uh, Rick's appearance was very cool. Uh, Charlotte sold the loss unbelievably the right way. These girls worked hard. They were highly physical with each other. Uh, nothing but respect for them. Congratulations to Sasha Banks on uh, becoming the, a three-time uh, you know, women's champion. That's an amazing uh, a feat, and that's awesome. I, I respect this girl so much. I got to meet her when I was backstage at SmackDown 900 a couple weeks ago. And I don't know her. I mean, it was a quick, how are you? Oh, wow, how you doing? You know, that type thing. Nice to meet you type thing. Uh, she seemed like a nice enough girl, but uh, she's not a big girl. I give her a lot of credit because she's a hard worker. She's a tough girl. She's highly athletic. She's got great timing as a wrestler. Uh, she's got a great look. Um, you know, uh, she's got the whole package. She's just not that big, which makes me respect her more because for her to accomplish what she's accomplishing at someone who doesn't have like big size is very impressive. It really is. Uh, and and Charlotte, I mean, jeez, I mean, they could, Charlotte's made, man. Charlotte Flair is made. I mean, she's she's kind of been made. She's she's great. Uh, you know, uh, just you know, she's and she's not a little girl. She's the opposite of Sasha. She's a big girl. Physical. Okay, something just fell apart underneath the desk. I don't know what just happened, but I don't know what that was. Ah! What the hell just happened over there? Seemed like my Dynaflow fell off my knickknack. So, uh, that could have happened. I don't know. Relax. It's okay. Calm down. Calm down. Rub dirt in my ass, Nick. It's okay, sir. Love the match. And I think that was a great way to cap off, which I thought was a pretty good Raw. I did. I, 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 I also liked the way Raw started. I, I did. I liked the promo by Jericho, Owens, and Roman Reigns together. I'll get into that a little bit more here. I'm going to take a couple of phone calls in a second. But I, I did like the opening of the show. I like how it set the table. I like Jericho and Owens doing their tension thing. And I like what they did later on with Jericho and Seth. And I'll get into that in a minute. So, yeah. I mean, I thought for the most part it was a pretty good uh, Monday Night Raw, to be honest. So, no no complaints uh, from me whatsoever. Hey, uh, whoa, hey, that man, no, hey, Miles in California. You're on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, Taz, how's it going, man? Good. Talk to me, pal. I think I say... That historic main event, man, what a ride. Am I right? It was great. It was great. I was great. I mean, I don't know if you, I'm sure you heard you were on hold. You probably heard everything I said. I mean, I, I really I love the match. I, I mean, a couple of little things at the finish I would have changed. But, again, that's just armchair booking. But otherwise, I thought it was awesome. I got to say, that's, that match stole the show. I got, I got to say, that match stole the show, man. It did. It did. And there was a lot of good stuff on that show. But that... That match stole the show, and it's so good to see now. Remember, Miles, just recently, yeah. it, just remember, <clears throat> not too long ago, it was a big deal because two females were in the main event. Now it's almost like a foregone conclusion. No problem. They're the main event. Yeah. But the Universal Champion's going to wrestle the U.S. Champion, and they're not the main event. How's that? Yeah. That's, I'm just saying, it shows a lot for women's wrestling, but a lot of people aren't thinking about that. But I thought that was yeah. pretty, pretty interesting, you know? All I got to say, man, SmackDown has a lot of work to do. Like, seriously. Well, it's good motivation for them, and I think you might be right on that, Miles. They, they do have a lot of work to do, because that was an excellent show, and thanks, Miles, for calling. I appreciate it, buddy. Regular fan of the Taz show. Let's bring in uh, 
Viking Rob into the show. How's it going? Good. How about you, Taz? Oh, I'm great, pal. Um, did you hear any of my assessment? I would like to get a fan's perspective. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I had, I had um, uh, at one point during the match last night, you heard half the fans chanting, "This is uh, let's go Charlotte, and the other half yelling, let's go Sasha, which I thought was really cool yeah. in her hometown, her getting some support, and obviously the uh, the work rate that they both put in. I'm sure all the fans appreciated it. But early in the match, I had a question for you. Early in the match, she took a, a ridiculous Who's bump. Who's she? Who's she? Excuse me. <clears throat> Sasha took a, a, a nasty bump off the apron. And you remember Ooh. the ref uh, checked on Sasha, yeah. and uh, Charlotte went for the pin and, and only got the two count. Then they stayed on the outside. Um, so I thought that she sold that really well. The, yes. Uh, the, the, she, What's your question? You said there's a question. So um, in terms of... Uh, you the, said the, question, the match, and you had a no, statement. The, it was a statement more of a no, question. No, no, it was more of a I don't know, transition. I'm just saying, you kind of said question. <laughs> I and did, then I you was getting to it. I'm and sorry. then it was like a statement I know. with an exclamation not point. Not a bank statement. No, not a bank's one right now, but, but there was like a, it was kind of like a, a question with, with a period and not a question mark. Is it, well, I just saw it's a question <laughs> we asked. You were getting there. Long with the Jones. Got it. Okay, okay. Always and forever, unfortunately. Take two. So when they exit the ring, is there a certain point in the match where they say, okay, now it's time to, like in those false count anywhere matches, where there's a time when they go outside and, like, or does it just kind of spill over? Like, how does, it, how does that work? Oh, pull back the curtain completely, Jones. Well, no, I didn't mean to do that. Oh. I, I just, I, I. No, listen to me, sir. That's, I, I that's a legitimate to... question. No, no, stop being babyface, Jones. It doesn't do well for you. You're not a babyface. Stop it, okay? Um, I'll just stop. Stop. No, but listen. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I can't pull back the curtain that much. Okay. No, sorry. What do you mean no? I just can't. Okay. Just can't. Sorry, just can't happen. Sorry. Just they're, they're, listen. All I can tell you is the the flow of the match is vital. What flow are we going to have in this match? Right. That's very important. Okay. That bump she took was nasty. Okay. She took it right, and being that she's smaller than Charlotte, helps the bump look even worse. Mm. But it was a it was a nasty bump. But I, you know, we've seen. This girl, Sasha Banks, take a lot of nasty bumps. She is triple tough. And I've talked about this before. Tough doesn't mean that you could beat somebody up. Tough doesn't mean that you could go in a bar and kick three guys' asses. That, 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 that means you could fight. That doesn't mean you're tough. <laughs> right. Tough means what you can physically endure and take and keep going. That's what tough is. Toughness your toughness is how much fit, no matter what it is, not just wrestling, anything. That's what toughness is. Can you fight? Can you persevere when you're gassed, when you can't breathe and you're tired and your, your lactic acid building up in your legs and your body, your calves are tightened up, your lower back hurts, your neck hurts, you, you can't breathe, but you suck it up and this guy's drilling you, you're drilling him back. You just, that, that's, that's called being a legitimate worker. When, when the going gets tough, you keep on toughing it out. I mean, and that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's toughness. And if there's anybody that exemplifies that, it's those two girls for sure, right? Well, I thought you were going to say me, but well, you too. Oh, of course. No, I'm kidding. Come on. <laughs> Will you stop? Come on, I was teasing. Yeah, no, those two girls do. I absolutely. No, I was teasing, but yeah, those two girls definitely exemplify that toughness. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, really, they really do. And with these two girls working against each other for so long, do you think that the t that that totally helps the timing and the flow of the matches where they got to a level last night where that was just 
you know, basically close to perfection in terms yeah. of just, you know, the... Well, of course, uh, listen, the, when you have, uh, you know, chemistry, right? You work with someone enough enough times, you're going to build that chemistry. So there are some people who wrestle each other for the first time and have an instant chemistry. I humbly say that was Sabu and I. The first time we worked, we knew we, we gelled well. And, and sometimes you work with someone for the first time and it sucks. And it takes a few matches to get that, that chemistry going. And these two girls have worked with each other a ton. And um, I've, I don't know how their first match ever was that they've ever you know, wrestled each other. But I can tell you this much. They are full bore, to your point. They are full bore in chemistry mode uh, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, they, they have great, great chemistry. And that leads to great, great matches. Hey, Sean in Michigan, you're on the Taz Show. Uh, how's it going? Hey, what's up, bud? What's up? Um, I want to say to Rob, sorry that your life is lost on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Oh, that's all right. Well, no is. no worries. That's... It is what it is. Sean, I appreciate you bringing that up, by the way. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> that promo from Sammy's name, what, you know, that was a really... It was good. It was good. Him and Mick, they brought something out of each other. That I, I kind of like that. I hope they go somewhere deeper with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was kind of like shooting Jones. You know what I mean, Sean? It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. And one more quick thing. Yeah. The things that you're talking about in like the seats and stuff like that, those are uh, handrails slash seat rails. Seat rails, handrails. Got yes. it. Got it. Do you know the maker? Like who makes those? Like the no, manufacturer? No, you don't? No, I just know that there's seat rails and handrails. The seat rails and what's the? Is there a difference between a seat rail and a handrail? The handrails are in the middle, going down the seats. Right. Okay. And then the seat rows are in the middle of like a different section, so you won't like fall down the section stuff like that. How does that? How does that differ from an armrest? Because the armrest is on the chair. Good point. That's an excellent point. So if you have a, a seat. You said a seat rail? What's it called? A chair? Armchair seat rail? Yep. Armchair seat rail. That's what you said it's called, right? Yep. Right. And then there's a, there's a chair rail arm dyno floor. What's the other one called? Um, a hand, like a hand rail. Hand so rail's down. in the middle yep. so you don't fall down when you're walking the, with yep. a hot dog, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Hand rail. And then the seat rail is on the seat, you're saying? Yep. And then, uh, and then an armrest is also on a seat. So how does an armrest and a seat rail, how are they different? No, the seat rail is like, you know, you have different sections in a stadium. Yeah, the different VOMs. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's how the seat. So how do they, but, uh, but Sean, how do they define, like, how do they, you know, know the difference? We got a seat rail, we got an armrest. You know what I mean? How do they know the difference? How do they, how do they know the difference? I guess because the seat rail is in front of the seats and then you can hold on to it going over to your row and going to your seat. Well, that's a good point, actually. You're good. Okay, and then in the middle where the girls did the finish, what is that called mm-hmm. again? The, uh, the, 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 the ram rail? The, the, the yep, aisle rail? Hand rail. Hand rail. Yep. It's a hand rail. Okay, and you, don't, you do not know the manufacturer? Nope. Okay. Well, Sean, listen, I appreciate it. Good talking to you, pal. Yep. All right, take care. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. So there you go. Um, it's all pipes! Sean knew his stuff, you know. <laughs> what am I going to do? I mean, what, what, what am I doing? I, you know what I'm saying? I, I think you know the guy. He knows his. He knows his handrails. I mean, he knows his seat rails. He knows, he knows the tubular metal that's involved. And and if it's an aluminum or a steel, I should have asked him the type of metal because I would love to have known that. You know, are we in a are we in a stainless steel mode? Are we in a steel steel mode? Is it aluminum? Is it a, you know, what type of a chemistry trigonometry geo is this? You know, do we know? We don't know. 
It's pretty thick and heavy. I would love to know the manufacturer, if you could GTS this, of the main... <laughs> Your face when I said that. You're like, what? <laughs> the main handrail in arenas. Let's pretend, uh, Viking, that you and I would uh, open a business together. Will you stop? And we are going to open up an arena. Okay. The Viking Taz Arena. We'll give you top billing. How about that? Uh, no, you okay. always get the top Taz billing. Viking. Yeah, big baby face. So we are now going to, but we're going to flood this arena with the proper handrail, like Sean from Michigan said. Mm. Please, as a partner of mine in this business, we're going to open up this new stadium. This arena. Find us the best handrail. Okay. <sighs> See how long this takes him. Give me a second, folks. You got it? <laughs> yeah. Johnny. He's got who, it already. Who is a regular exporter of aluminum told me that the uh, Import, bars, export, or export? Yeah. What is it? C.R. Lawrence Co. makes the aluminum handrails. Johnny. Tremendous job. Slamming bods and beyond. Tremendous job. Slamming bods and beyond. As I said, tremendous job. Uh, what's it called? CR gimmick Schnabitz? What? Yeah, CR aluminum. Oh, yeah. So they are aluminum. Yes. <laughs> ah, take that, Sean in Michigan. How about that? We know our stuff over here. <laughs> oh, oh, that was funny. Yeah, well. It's all pipes! It's all good. Whatever. You know what? What am I going to tell you? This is people, people are anal. Okay, so a uh, Marshall in uh, Michigan, uh, you're on the Taz Show. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Taz? Hey, hey man? how are you, champ? What's up? Hey, not too much. I had a question for you. I just wanted to put you over real quick with the um, uh, your special you did on the network. I just watched that uh, about two nights ago, so Thank I really enjoyed really enjoyed it a lot. Oh, you liked it, man. That's cool. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, I just I wish they would have showed a little bit more. I feel like they edited it out quite a bit from what you were talking about, <sighs> how much taping you guys did. Yeah, we did a lot of taping, but like I said, a lot of it wasn't like... It was just like a lot of goofing around stuff, but but um, I I I wouldn't be shocked if they did something else maybe down the road. Right. Well, hopefully it'll be in the bonus features on the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be kind of nice. I you know because I, I I got a feeling that it, a lot of people really enjoyed this and watched this. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, and, I would trust me. I wouldn't even have known about it or watched it if I wouldn't have heard it on your show. So I was really glad that you said something about it. Oh wow, that's nice to hear. I mean, I appreciate you saying that, Marshall. Yeah. yeah, but it was yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. I mean, um, you know, I wouldn't mind if they did another one, uh, and if I was invited to it. If I wasn't invited, that's fine too. I think people like it. And it was just they, the best thing that they did, uh, Marshall, was they allowed us to be unstructured, unscripted, and just be real, which that's kudos to WWE production on that. That was uh, well done. All right, we are late to break here. Uh, I got to go to break. And other side of break, I'll continue talking about Raw. Take some more phone calls if need be. Uh, later on, we'll do the Facebook Live. We've got PW Insider with Mike Johnson coming up. It's a very packed and loaded Taz show. Uh, be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, we're back? Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah, welcome back uh, Taz Show, Tuesday edition, talking about some Monday Night Raw. Got into uh, in-depth, started up the show, uh, got right into the main event. Of uh, a great main event of Charlotte Flair against Sasha Banks, which was epic to say the least. And uh, gonna get into Raw a little deeper now. Got Mike Johnson coming up a little bit here, PW Insider Report. But in selfish, more important news in regards to the Tash show, I think 
There's something that people need to realize. Kaz is trending. Oh, trending. Trending, trending. There you go. Shorted version. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for getting the show trending. As usual, it's because of me. Yes, that's right. It's all because of me. Not you. Not anyone on this show. Guys that drop it from the show left and right. No, no, no. It's all because of me. Buy a hat. Sorry. That's just the way it goes. I kid. Oh, I kid. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You guys keep the buzz of the show. You keep me rolling. You're enjoying your free lunch, sitting around the office or in your car on the way to work, lying and laughing, ha, 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 chewing on a beck, sitting there laughing, scratching your ass in traffic. Ha, this Taz is such a cut-up. Rub dirt in my ass neck. I know what's going on. I totally know what's going on. You enjoy your free lunch, bitches, while we trend here. It's because of me, not you. I digress. So anyway, thanks. Appreciate the love. You guys know that. I'm just joking around. But uh, anyway, so back to Raw. As I said, I I, uh, I was saying earlier, I also, uh, there's several things that that I did uh, enjoy. Uh, There's several things that I did enjoy. Uh, But I, 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 I like when they take me for a little ride on the show. And they did that in the show. Okay, because what I said earlier about Sasha and Charlotte, okay, they, they had them in the crossover 9 p.m. slot initially, and then Mick came out and did his business and changed it up and put them last. They took us for a ride there because they led us to believe kind of that Kevin Owens against um, you know, Roman Reigns would be the last match. She's counting me down. And it wasn't. You know, and a lot of times, or maybe some of you might be pissed that Kevin Owens not only was not the last match, but he lost. I get why he lost. And I'll get into that in a minute. But I like that what they did from a creative standpoint. And Lord knows I've been tough on WWE. And I, I've, I've knocked their booking. And I've, I've critiqued their booking, I should say. Uh, but now I don't do that anymore. And why is that uh, Viking Rob? Why, why do I not critique them anymore? Tell the people why if they didn't hear in the first segment. Because you and WWE are best friends. Yes. That's exactly right. It's love. And that's it. I'm just waiting for you on story time following Raw. <laughs> story time? Yeah. Ah, that sounds a little bit like... Uh... Boys and girls, pull up your stools. It is now time for Taz Tales. I think I've been hacked again. I don't know. The Taz Tale thing has been around for about a year and a half on the Taz show. I don't know. I think uh, my show is up to what? 280 what? What number around roughly? We are at number 285. Hmm. Couldn't help but notice she said we. Do you have a mouse in your pocket, sir? (laughs) 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 Yeah, close the door. Yeah, sure. People work here. It's a corporate office. Absolutely. (laughs) Excuse me. So, um, slamming bods and beyond. Like I was saying, I don't even know what I was saying, but I was saying it pretty good. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not even sure what it was. But I'll tell you this much: uh, the first segment of Raw I want to talk about before I get into the yeah, rest you were talking about Owens and how they had them, how they had, had him lose. Okay, why, 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 why are you interrupting me? Please, just, just, just relax. Don't get comfy, Jones. Of course, I've been nice so far to you today. Please, just, just ride the wave. Just you have to understand. I'm, please, I get a two shot ride. I want people to see, the, you know, Rob's face. I, 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 
what are you laughing about? I, I, I just because I've been nice, and we both happen to both coincidentally wearing gold Big Ten hats, which is total coincidence, by the way. You are wearing a Minnesota hat, your alumni, and I am wearing an Iowa Hawkeye hat because I love Nebraska, but Iowa beat them, so now I'm bandwagon Jones. That's me. No, I, I love, I love the Big Ten. You guys know that. I'm not really. Uh, I'm going to divert for one second off Raw. The only Big Ten teams that I never really was a big fan of, no knock on you, but Minnesota was one. I was never huge into them. Michigan State, never huge into them over there in Lansing. And North uh, Western, never was big into them. Um, never was a big Michigan guy either. You, you know, always liked Ohio State, always liked Penn State, loved Nebraska. When they were in the Big 12, I loved Nebraska. And always, always liked um, Iowa. So I'm wearing the Iowa hat. I didn't even, I grabbed a gold hat. Uh, this morning was dark, and I just put it. And then when I got in the car, I'm like, oh, God, Iowa just beat the piss out of my Nebraska team, and I'm wearing an Iowa hat. And I come in here, and, and you, Rob, the Viking, uh, you're wearing a gold hat, too. And that was to be, uh, you know, a freaking uh, another Big Ten team. The two best wrestling programs collegiately in the country. No one cares. So, anyway, uh, back to segment one of Raw, okay? Just people want to hear about wrestling, they don't care about anything else. That's the problem. Viking, that's the problem. They don't care about what I think of football. They don't care. They almost don't even care about what I say about wrestling. They hate me. But it's free. And no one else is talking about wrestling. So, ah, we got to put that freaking Taz on. I hate that bastard. He's short. I know what they're saying about me. I know. Oh, now he's friends with WWE. He don't knock them. That's coming up later in the Facebook. Oh, we'll get that. Taz don't talk bad about Raw anymore. That's right. Because they're my buddies. You're damn right. No, it was a good show. Dude, Raw was good. And, and that first segment was cool. I said earlier, I liked the promo by all three of these guys. Jericho, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, what I didn't like about this segment, though, the only thing I didn't like, which f- most people probably didn't notice, you got a baby face getting in the ring, punking out two tough heels, and one is the universal champion. I didn't like that. I think you got to have a little separation. I know, I know WWE wants to you know, keep Roman Reigns as a badass, and I get that. But I think you got to have him at the base of the ring, or the base of the ramp, I should say. I think he, he don't need to be on a stage. I think he should have been down at the bottom of the ramp or, you know, Anywhere else but in the ring That's my point He shouldn't have been in the ring And I'm waiting for Jericho to sucker punch him Or Owens to sucker punch him Nothing happened And here's kind of Just my opinion and my critique On this thing here It's a little bit of an LT situation to be frank Boys and girls It's time to gather around the learning tree With your kind and caring teacher Taz He's always so angry He yells at everyone He's sharing his one of a kind Insider perspective of professional wrestling It's all about me It's me Me, me, me It's the learning tree with Taz I I might have said this before as an LT moment it, It probably was a while back But here's the deal guys What is the most important thing that a heel wrestler, a heel, male or female, needs? The most important thing is heat. And when you put the baby face in the ring in front of two heels, not just one, and the two heels don't sucker him or attempt to beat him up or something, 
and you let those two heels get punked out, in my opinion, you are taking away their heat. That's a slight problem. I know the business is changing. I know I'm trying to look at the business different. I know as years go by, the old school wrestler in me didn't like that part. Everything else about the segment I thought was awesome. I love the the, the, the the tension between Jericho and Kevin Owens. And they're still going it from a Jericho perspective. But now Kevin Owens lost. So now he's saying to the girl Charlie in the interview that you know Chris is still his best friend. So we'll, I think they have something there where Chris could say, no, we're not best friends. They could still run with that. But you can't, in my opinion, in my opinion you can't have the heels heat taken away from them. And I think that when you have these cats in the ring and they don't do nothing to Roman Reigns, and he's right in their face, and he's punking them out. You know, I I, I think that's a little risky. Is it going to hurt their business in the long run? Probably not. It's not, meaning WWE. No, it's not. But I don't think it's a pattern you want to get into. you got to protect the heels. I'm willing to bet one of my farms. So, by the way, I have a farm in Nebraska now and one in Iowa. Yeah, those are my two teams, so. And, and, yeah, I have one there. And Fresno, too. I like Fresno State. So I want in Fresno, California, too. I have a farm there, too. I digress. I'm willing to bet one of my farms that somebody in, in the meeting probably wrote, brought up the fact of, hey, we're going to have a baby face in there, kind of punking out two heels. Was those folks in that room, all those agents, and Vince and Stephanie, and they're all more than smart enough to realize that, and whatever their reasons are, they probably want. They probably felt it was better TV, which it is, to have Roman in the ring with those other two cats. It is better TV, and that's why I'm saying I'm trying to change it. But maybe it's the old school of me. But I, the, the LT thing for you guys is the heat, the heat, the heat. The heel needs to have the heat, and we have two heels there, and and you do something like that, you're, you're taking away their heat, in my opinion. Um. Again, love the promos, love the story, love how Roman Reigns baited, uh, you know, Owens into this thing here. Roman Reigns did that. And he counted me down. He kind of basically saying, you know, you need this guy, you need Jericho. Good line when he said, I know you got to talk to the missus. That popped me. That was pretty good. That was a good line. So whoever wrote that promo for him, I, I think it was some ad-libbing involved because it seemed, it seemed more organic to me and not just written. And I liked Roman a lot in that in that spot last night. I liked him a lot. I think he did great. And Kevin Owens stole the show in that first segment, in my opinion. He really did. Because when Chris started going through the whole list thing, and then Owens told him, shut up, stop it, you know, you saw that serious side of Kevin Owens, which we don't see a lot, and that was the crux of the promo that Roman Reigns cut, which is great. I want the fight Owens fight, not the, what do you say, fight, uh, the funny Owens funny or something like that. I can't. He said something like that, like a sarcastic thing like that. Um, I, you know, I, I, whatever it was he said, but I, I, I like that. I, the whole thing told the story. It was a simplistic story, but it was a good story. You know. So anyway, so that, that was my take on the first segment. I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was really good. Seriously. Uh, then they went to a backstage bit. I don't know if it was live or pre-taped. It's hard to tell with Jericho, uh, Kevin Owens. This is after the break, I guess. Right? I think it was. Yeah. And Mick Foley. And you know. Mick was about to say to you know, Jericho and punish him that he interfered last week. And I like that they covered it without covering it. Because Mick was about to ban him or do whatever. And Jericho said, no, 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 I, I, I'm done. I'm out of here. You don't have to worry about that, Mick. I'm out. 
You know, so Mick attempted to punish Chris, but Chris said, don't bother. So, you know, I, I, I think that's all cool. They're keeping their consistency in their story. And that's what a lot of people have complained about with them sometimes. Can't complain about that here. You really can't. So, you know, I, I thought, um, you know, I thought it was cool. And then, and then we saw Braun Strowman against R-Truth. It was a very quick beatdown. R-Truth went down hard. Uh, I love the running power slam that Strowman does for a finish. Davey Boy Smith style. I love it. Uh, Warlord used to do it too. Um, several other guys. I'm just those are guys off the top of my head I remember doing it. But uh, I do think that, uh, and Strowman won the match, and then Sami Zayn uh, attempted to get some revenge on Strowman, uh, but it didn't work. <clears throat> I do feel that to keep Sami Zayn down, but again, I guess they didn't want to keep him down that long because he was up in that promo segment next with Mick. I think instead of doing that backbreak or whatever he did, like a flip backbreaker to Sami Zayn to keep him down, he should have did one or two of those running power slams. Really galvanized that finish, in my view, for Sami Zayn. And and that's a it's kind of nubworthy also. It's like a thing where, you know, to really galvanize someone's finish when you're in the building process, because they're in a building process right now with Strowman, I really think that, fine, he beats all truth at the running power slam. Awesome. Okay, <clears throat> that's cool. Now he gets heat on Sammy, who runs in. Uh, he should have, in my opinion, hit one or two running power slams to keep Sammy down. It galvanizes that move for that guy. And it's a great time to do it in a heat moment, not just to win a match. Especially when you're keeping the guy down throughout a three, four minute commercial break. And then Zane gets up and Strowman's gone and he does his stuff with Mick Foley. Just some stuff that I that pointed out that jumped out to me, I should say, about those running power slams. Just something to think about. If you watch it back, that's what he did. He didn't do. He did a running power slam to beat all truth, but he didn't do that. He did like a backbreaker flip gimmick schnabitz or whatever to uh, <clears throat> Sami Zayn. I think you got to stay consistent to build this finish. It's not like it's a submission hole because a submission finish you can't do that one. Can't keep hook like I had the Taz mission. I just couldn't just keep hooking guys in when I'm getting heat. To win the match, yeah, I'd hook him in the Taz mission, the cop the Hajime, absolutely. But I would utilize suplexes for my heat stuff a lot of times, you know? And then maybe hook the choke once, and that was that. This is different. It's not a submission hold. It's a little bit of a different story here, you know? There's different you know, different moves and type of move sets you use at different times. Hey, Nando in Queens, you're on the Taz show. What's up, buddy? Good moment, Taz. Good, good moment, Bobby. Good morning, Nando. No, it's a good moment, he said. Oh, good and, moment. And, and Nando's Nando. correct. Yes, it's not good morning, sir. Yes, how are you, sir? I'm all right. How are you? How are you, Taz? Oh, um, very good, very good. Well, you being good, being back in the good races of the WWE, we might get you back in the Hall of Fame race now. Let's oh, see. yes, that's a, that's a. I told my wife buy the dress. Just go buy a nice dress now. She's gonna get like a gown. I, she's gonna take a wedding dress and dye it orange. That's what I told her to do. Just take your wedding gown, dye it, and we'll use that. Yeah, I get. We're gonna. Oh, I got the whole family. I told them it's coming. Just get buy dresses and, and tuxedos. Everybody. Well, I could see you in that. I could see you in that orange tuxedo too, like in that movie Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, that that'd one. be me. I'd be dumb. I'd be dumbest. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, well uh, <laughs> 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 um, uh, anyway, the Sammy Zayn promo that was on point about. I, I think it's about time. That, but it's Nando. Uh, Nando, what's going on in the background? I hear like a radio. What's going on? What do you got? The radio? What's going on there? 
you know what it is? I'm a, I'm on I'm on duty right now because I'm a cop. I'm in I'm in the Bronx patrolling right now, so I'm also. Oh, doing, that's doing no excuse. Listen, that's no excuse. Lower the radio. Nothing important's going on. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, hey, hey! Exactly. <laughs> not too loud, you know. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just teasing you. Uh, so, what were you saying about Sami Zayn? I think Sami Zayn's promo with Mick Foley was on point yesterday. Yeah. Everything. Everything was on point. Even Mick Foley's fake teeth had to come out because that's how emotional it was. Uh, his fake teeth came out by accident, I think. It was it was hilarious, actually. Yeah, no, yeah I know. And then I, when they were cutting at the end, you see him look at Brian Saxon, like, pointing to the ring. There goes my teeth or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. No, I thought Sammy, like I said earlier the other call, I thought Sammy and Mick both really turned it up in that promo. I thought it was highly entertaining and formative. I think they should go a little further with it. I like that they covered a lot of things, and thank you, Nando, for calling. Be careful out there, my friend, in the Bronx, especially, you know. But I like that, um, you know, that that they covered things that I was saying. Why would Mick? I said this last week, I think. Why would Mick, the babyface, you know, uh, GM guy, or whatever is the boss, punish another babyface because he didn't win? The guy tried to win the IC title at Survivor Series, but he couldn't do it. So now you're punishing him. They covered that story, guys. That's why I'm putting this thing over. Raw last night was awesome in that sense because they covered all of their bases, and that's what you want to do, and people appreciate and respect that. And they did that in that segment with Mick and Sammy for sure, you know? And 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 I think a lot of you folks realized it and because it, it was obvious and in a good way. And Mick, and the story was cool. Hey, look, Mick says to Sammy, you about to get fired. Stephanie don't like you. She wanted you gone. I actually did you a favor, dude. I gave you a chance to, you know, I, I get in a match and with Strowman, it didn't work. I mean, you're not, you're not going to beat this guy. You're never going to beat him. And Sammy said what he's supposed to say. How dare you, Mick? You were told your whole career you're not going to make it, which Mick was told that. How dare you say that? You're a hypocrite. That's great stuff. And there's chemistry. Not that Mick's coming back to wrestle. But there is chemistry with Sami Zayn. And uh, and and Regal, it, 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 they could go a route. This is a something off the top of my brain here. Where for those that watch NXT regularly, if you see the story and the way things go with William Regal, the GM, along with Samoa Joe, and along that route where they go with those two guys, they could do a similar thing with Mick and Sami Zayn. Except Sami's a babyface, and, and it's okay to keep a babyface. And, and keep him there, but he's edgy and he's pissed. And then he gets so disgruntled that something happens and he turns heel. And, you know, I would have him do something where, you know, he ends up beating up a taxi driver. Now, you're probably thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Well, that's what Stephanie called him, a taxi driver. And some people joke around about the guy and say, oh, because he comes out, he's got the plaid gimmick, he's got the hat. He's got the ska music. La, 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 ska. We got some ska, right? We got some, oh, I don't need you to sing. Play. So, yeah, we got the ska. He said, la, 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 He's Sami Zayn. <laughs> he's scarring it up. S-K-A-A-A-A. And he's running out with a, with, a, with, a, with a derby on. Right? And we got nothing. And, and yeah. And, uh, you know, you have him beat the piss out of a taxi driver in his heel turn. And it's easy to get a taxi driver involved. I know it sounds crazy when I just say it like that. But he... That's... Hold on. So now he's Sami Zayn, the reggae. He's a reggae guy. Oh, this is Ska. Okay. It sounds a little reggae-esque, but sometimes Ska has that feel. 
Maybe I, people complain about you that maybe sometimes the music is cranking loud. Let's play a little lower. But yeah, so let it, let it roll. So so here's the thing. So you have Sammy scotted up. This is not Scott, dude. This is not this this is not Scott. This is freaking this is Bob Marley esque. What am I a Rasta? What is going on out here? Rastafarian G. What is going on? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That Scott sounds horrible. What is going on in the studio? Why are you throwing your hands up? Like what? What? That's Scott. That is Scott. Actually, is that his music? Sounds like it. I wouldn't play his music. I know you would. That's Scott. That's we use that in and out, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you have Sammy. He attacks a freaking taxi driver. If a taxi driver somehow he's dropping somebody off at the building. Whoever that would be, maybe it's Sammy. And the guy's like a baby face, or the guy has like a cane, or there's something wrong with the guy. I hate to be mean, but I'm being, I'm just talking about heat. And he attacks the guy. He, he pays the guy the fare. Somebody makes fun of him, and he's pulling up in a taxi. Oh, it's the top of the head broken. So this might suck. Bear with me. And then he, he's out, bro, I'm sorry, I don't have any singles to tip you. I'll get you next time. Oh, that's all right, no problem. As soon as the guy turns his back to Sammy, you want to turn your back? Sammy blasts him right in the back of the head with a punch and beats the piss out of him. Gets color, juice, everything. And you have to be obviously an independent wrestler. And then you're hanging out in a bar. What the hell? But uh, and then you have him. You have him just beat the living daylights out of this taxi driver. And he cuts the promo into the camera while the guy's bleeding and he's holding the guy up by his bloody head. Stephanie. You want a taxi driver? Here's your taxi driver. I'm an effing star. I'm not a taxi driver. That's a taxi driver. Something like that. He flips out. Have him go De Niro style. Taxi driver back in the day. Old school movie. Mm, old school. Crazy Jones. Yeah. Yeah. On the fly booking. All right. So we're going to go to break here. Other side of break, we'll have Mike Johnson. You can let... We'll have Mike Johnson. And, uh, yeah, he'll do the PDM Insider Report. He'll give us absolutely nothing. He'll tease us to go to his website. He'll act like he's giving us insider stuff. We'll get nothing from him. And we'll all have to go to PW Insider Report later on to see what he's talking about. He did tweet out last night before I went to bed at about uh, past midnight that he was coming on the show this morning. He wanted to make sure everybody knew that he was coming on the Taz show. No one cares. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yeah. All right, one hour down, another hour to go here. Taz show, Tuesday edition. Trending edition. We were trending earlier. I, I, I think uh, I think the show stopped trending, and I'm a little surprised. It usually doesn't happen, but then again, uh, I was letting uh, the Viking talk a little bit more than normal, and then uh, the trending stopped. So, no disrespect, Rob. I just you know, no, 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 no. What is that noise? Why do I hear like someone like like I hear like a. Oh, is it Mike Johnson? He's on He's on hold? He's making noise? Okay. That's unprofessional of him. Well, I'll yell at him in a minute. So, <laughs> he's making faces. No one can see him. I see him. He's pissed right now. 
Uh, yeah, so I was talking a little bit about Raw. I got into, I, I started the show talking right away about the main event with Sasha and uh, Charlotte. We'll get into that. And, uh, we'll get into that with Mike Johnson, see what Mike thought about that, and see if he has any kind of news for us, which he probably has nothing. Uh, uh, are we ready? And a three and a two and a one, please. And now, the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike ten minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. But is that true? Do you really give us everything we need to know in pro wrestling, or do you tease us to go to PWInsider.com to read it? Well, I tried to, but you cut me off. Oh, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> and how are you, my man? How are you? I'm good. Good moment, Taz. How are you, sir? Good moment. I'm so glad I thought of that good moment thing, Mike. It's getting yeah, over. Me, me too. <laughs> it's getting over like gangbusters. It really is over. i got to be honest with you. So that's the one thing i got to tell you that you contributed to this show, Mike. Yes. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. You are you are extremely welcome, and you want news? Like I think I got some news for you. Please don't tell me about a lawsuit with TNA and Billy Corrigan. Please, 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 please stop! Please. <laughs> no. What's the news? Um. Well, two hundred five live starts tonight. Uh, they're gonna have the debut episode in Columbia, South Carolina. Right. Obviously, airing on the WWE Network. I am hearing uh, that all of the cruiserweights will be there. With the exception of Sin Cara, so I guess he's been exiled from this show, and it hasn't even started yet. Well, maybe because he's gigantic, dude. He's not a little guy. He's kind of a big guy. Well, I had heard they wanted him to slim down for the show, and I guess it, it hasn't happened. And I don't know whether that's going to be something he's in trouble for or not, but I did hear that they had asked him to kind of drop some weight, and it hasn't happened yet. They want to strictly stick to the 205 weight limit. Um, I also heard some rumblings last night. People were talking about it last night at Raw. Austin Aries may be appearing tonight in some fashion. Now he's ah. not cleared. He's not cleared to wrestle because he, you know, he broke the orbital bone. Yep. But um, that doesn't mean he can't appear in commentary or do some sort of uh, cameo. But I did. I have heard a lot of rumblings that Austin Aries is expected to make some sort of appearance <laughs> in the show tonight. To me, that's big. Now, Mike Johnson, thank you finally for bringing something to the table here. Thank you. It took you months, but by God, that's good stuff. Months. <laughs> took you months. Many months, actually. I mean, no, not all kidding aside, that's good stuff right there. I didn't know that. I hope he's there. I, I'm a big mark for Austin Aries and personally consider him a friend. But, uh, yeah, he, he, like, to your point, he is hurt. But he could cut a promo or whatever he could do. Like you said, I don't five live GM. Yeah, well, yeah. You never know? I don't know if they would do that. I think I, I don't think so. I think that's. I disagree with your opinion. I think it's, opinion. it's not where I would go, but the way that company thinks, I can see it happening. Why would you? No. Why would you knock my friends at the WWE? First of all, why I'm, I'm not knocking them, but every show has a GM, so it makes sense that they would institute one. No, that, that was a knock on them. I don't appreciate you doing that to my friends. So listen to me. I don't agree that, and that is your idea. You wouldn't have said it if it wasn't your. Idea. Then you put the heat on WWE. You want to see Austin Aries as the GM? Admit it. Okay. Oh. No, I admit it. No argument, Jones. No, that's that's why you did it. That's why you said it, bro. That's why. That, why would they put him in that role? He's one of the best workers in the world today. But why? he can't wrestle right now. Yeah, he's so hurt. He's not hurt forever, bro. He's going to get better. He's he, The guy is... So what, what? 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 What better way to introduce the guy and then roll him out and then have him do an angle? You can do that for sure. I hope they don't because then I'm going to have to apologize to you, Mike. That would suck. Oh, that would suck for you. Oh, it? that would suck a lot. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that. Okay, Wimper and Jones over there. <laughs> exactly. 
No, I don't think they'll do it. I think he. I don't think they want to pigeonhole him in that role. And how long is he going to be out? I know it's a bad injury when you have when you break that. I, just, I, I think an injury like that she's like three to six months. Yeah, because you can't bump. So I, I had heard early 2017. So, but we're getting closer to that point. So I know, I, dude. I just don't think they would pigeonhole him in that role. But you know, all kidding aside, you could be right because uh, they could book him out of it. I don't know if you want like first impressions last. So, you know, I would think that a lot of people who watched 205 Live, the debut tonight and going forward, are people who obviously have the WWE Network and watch NXT. So they know Austin Aries already. But there might be some new fans. That's how WWE thinks. And then, you know, that's Vince's deal. We might have some new fans. And damn it, why would we have Austin Aries? This kid's awesome. Why would we have him debut as a, as a, as a GM? What, I don't want people with first impressions last. That's how they think. So you think you know how they think. And all you smart guy reporters think you know. You don't know. <laughs> all right there, Hall of Fame Jones. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a shot. That's a shot by Mike. I told my wife, buy the dress, bro. I'm going in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what color dress are you gonna wear? Orange, not me. She. So I told uh, her. Oh, I, okay. told, I told her. Get, get her wedding gown. She's gonna <laughs> dip it in the rit dye, make it orange. I told her buy a new gown. Do, do whatever you want. Just uh, I got the whole family. Everybody's buying tuxedos and dresses. Oh, it's gonna be big. It's gonna be huge, huge. Dazzled in orange jewels. I can't <laughs> wait. Tremendous. What else is going on, guy? All right, well, uh, WWE is in the process of acquiring a new video library. Uh, the HWA, Heartland Wrestling, which was a group that was a WWE developmental deal in 2001 to 2002, run by legendary wrestler and trainer Les Thatcher down in the uh, Dayton slash Cincinnati, Ohio area. Uh, they're in negotiations with Thatcher to acquire the footage. There's about two or three years worth of TV. Uh, and, and once they finalize those negotiations, that'll be the last developmental territory that was under a WWE banner at one point that the company did not already have in their library. So, Mike, was that um, – pardon my ignorance. So it was called – what was it called? Heartland, right? Heartland Wrestling Association. Now, I was working for WWE then, but, you know, when you work there and you're in that grind, you don't pay attention to that, to be honest with you. So now right. did, that became Ohio Valley, I guess? No, no, no. Uh, it, was, it was running at the same time as Ohio Valley oh. prior to Deep South. I didn't know that. Okay, okay. Got yeah, it, got so it. when a lot of the guys were – when a lot of the guys were absorbed – uh, as part of the WCW acquisition, and the company had nowhere for them to go. The Jamie Nobles, the Shannon Moores, guys like that, they were sent down to HWA to train uh, for a while. D'Lo Brown was down there, Mike Sanders, Tommy Dreamer, Haku, guys like that. And there were guys who were uh, training there, like the B.J. Whitmers and the Nigel McGuinnesses and the Shark Boys and guys like that who uh, were also working in that promotion at different points. So this is the weekly TV they produced while they were under a WWE developmental deal. Well, that's cool. I'll definitely check that out because I've never seen it. Um, I'll de and I, I obviously, anything on the WWE Network, I love. I watch all of it. It's the best. Um, so, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cat got your tongue, Mike? What happened? What are you, biting your tongue, Jones? What's the matter? Loyal viewer, loyal viewer Jones over there. <laughs> Stealing your gimmick. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, well, uh, do you want to talk about? I know you've been really on top of the TNA thing. I, I, I'm, 
I'm so tired of this thing. I'm not, not, not knocking you. You've worked your ass off on this. But we've covered it here on my show. We've covered it in the PW Insider segment with you. Mm-hmm. You guys covered it at PW Insider a whole bunch. You have done worked your ass off on this Billy Thank you know, you. TNA gimmick. You really have. You, you Seriously, dude. I just feel like n- nothing against you has nothing to do with you. I feel like it's been going on forever. You know what I mean? Like, Well, well they say it's done now. So, well, have we heard that, Mike? We heard that already. Well, what what they announced, what Corgan had announced, was that they had an agree, they had come to a settlement agreement. But as you know, Taz, when things are stated and things are actually signed and sealed, oh. especially in the world of professional wrestling, those are two different things. We've all heard pie in the pie in the sky stories about this promoter is going to do this and change the world, and it never happens. Yes, um, but. Anthem Sports and Entertainment, which is the parent company of the Fight Network, they announced uh, in an official statement yesterday that they had completed negotiations. They had settled the lawsuit with Billy Corgan. As part of it, they are buying out Corgan's debt to TNA, which or, or Corgan's loan to TNA. So it means Corgan got at least everything that he put into TNA, probably something else, but I'm going to assume that they're going to keep everything confidential. And this kind of clears the way for Anthem to finally purchase majority ownership in TNA. Now, when that announcement's going to happen, I don't know. I know Anthem has had their their lawyers down in Nashville at TNA headquarters off and on the last month or two. So, But the, the expectation based on paperwork that Corgan's attorneys uncovered over the course of the lawsuit was that when all the dust settled, Anthem would own 85% of the company. Arrow Lux, which has been working as the... Oh, Doc Max Jones. There it is. All right. Go. All right. Got it. Yep. Arrow Lux, which is uh, the production company of TNA. Oh, well, you can't... Wait a minute. I know you're in the middle of your commentary. You can't just blow that off, bro. I'm no-selling it like I'm you in the ECW arena, but... <laughs> can't follow that. Continue on with your Billy Corgan stuff. Go ahead. Arrow Lux, which is the production company, is expected to end up with 10%. Dixie Carter, although effectively out of power, would have 5% ownership. Mm. That was how uh, everything was going to fall fall down and kind of fall into peace after this thing was, this uh, Corgan issue was settled. We'll see whether that happens or not. Mike, so you think there's a chance? I was talking to some people, and I'm wondering, you know. Yeah, I talk to people all the time, you know, off the line. And I was wondering if there's a chance that this could happen where TNA, over time, not too far away, ends up a Canadian-based company. You know what? I think that could happen because... You know, Taz, as you know, you're you guys are you guys are pr- producing a, a con- producing content here. There are tax breaks that companies get for going and producing their material in Canada as long as they have a certain percentage of Canadian staff, whether it be the crew, the production. Um, like That's one of the reasons, like the CW Network, a lot of their TV shows, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, yeah. those are all shot in Vancouver. And part of the reason that they're shot there as opposed to like in Hollywood or somewhere here in the United States is it's actually cheaper with the tax breaks to go and film it with a mostly Canadian-based crew. I really wouldn't be shocked to see at some point that they look into shifting the company from Nashville to Toronto. I don't think it'll happen today, but I do think that it's something that's under consideration, at least for a long term, because why would you why would you want to leave this thing all the way over there in the United States? You could run it anywhere. You know, so and I, really, they don't I basically this is my idea. I, it's, you're kind of hacking my idea in front of me. I mean, I basically no, said agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you and explaining why, from a business standpoint, that makes sense. And then what will happen? Oh, yeah, don't, don't you shake your head at me, Viking? <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Don't start off with me on the wrong foot, buddy. You saw what happened to the captain. 
buy a hat. Oh, don't even try that. Oh, boy. You got all over you, dude. He's right, though. You can't even do your gimmick right. You don't have the hat. Don't start with me. I know. Hopefully, I'll see you in person Friday night, Mike. Yeah, like last time when you said, oh, we'll meet up at the, at the big event, and then you didn't show up. Yeah, uh, sure. Mike, that was a sea of humanity. You know that. Come on now. Oh, shocking Jones. Uh-huh. No, no, Rob. This is what Rob does. He says things, and it don't happen. Yeah, he, he should be uh, a wrestling well. pro- He should be a wrestling promoter. Uh, or I should run for president. Yeah. <laughs> there he goes. Politic Jones. So listen, so so he, here's the thing. I'm, I, I'm not going to let you defer the heat to the Viking, even though all heat should fall on him for everything. Okay. Yes. But I'm not. <laughs> yes. Yes. But but uh, can we do split screen Jones here, please? Uh, not not with Rob. But, but thank you, thank you, thank you, Brian. So so hi, here's guys. the thing. Because I want yeah hi, yeah hi yeah I want people to see your face when I call you out again. You're trying to pass the heat onto the Viking, and Viking's nodding his head right now like this because of yeah. <laughs> fanboy Jones. Yeah, because you know that I came up to Toronto TNA thing. And now you went into a smooth segue of a conversation. And you're about to interrupt me. You went to a smooth segue, and you basically in you morphed into my idea and made it yours. Okay, I guess I did. Yeah, and now in two weeks on PW Insider, there'll be a big ex- ex- uh, expose or whatever by Mike Johnson. Oh my God, I have an idea. TNA's moving to Toronto, and no mention of the Taz show. None. Only elite. <laughs> On the elite. Good point. Yeah. Sorry. PWInsiderElite.com. Yes. Yes, exactly. No one cares. Listen to me. Why are you always stealing my stuff? Why? Because it's quality. <laughs> you sure honest. I don't have to do with you. I'm going to strangle you. All right. So all can decide. This thing could end up yeah. in Canada. That's what I'm saying. It really it's quite, yeah, it's quite. It's quite possible. I, I, short term, I don't think so. But right. long term, absolutely. Why couldn't it? Yeah, I said that too. All right. So what else is going on? Well, uh, obviously, uh, Rob just mentioned this. The Viking just mentioned it. Ring of Honor's got their final battle pay-per-view on Friday. Sold out in the Hammerstein Ballroom, but it is going to be on pay-per-view and the fight app and all those other little gimmicks. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly challenging Adam Cole for the ROH Championship. I don't know why, but I have in my gut, I think this is going to be O'Reilly's night, and I think there's going to be a title change. Okay, that's cool. Um, okay, great. And uh, I guess that's really it. You have nothing else, it seems like. I did not I did not say that was it. Well, you're over I, here, you're, you're over some, here promoting. I, I, you're plugging stuff. I figured that's time for you to go. I didn't plug anything. I did not plug PWInsider.com. I didn't plug our Twitter. It's coming. Though. Well, I'm trying to. I got, a, I got another piece of news for you. Okay, hold on. Stop. Go ahead. All right, well. Uh, WWE Superstars is effectively gone. You posted that uh, on 1025 right. uh, p.m. last night, yes. Right, so that's done. We have details on that on PW Insider, but that's not the news. See, I follow your uh, stuff. See, I pay attention no, to you. I, I follow your stuff, too. I just ignore it. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is your last time. Uh, last serious, time, last time on the show. Shoots. Last time on the show. You're done. Yeah, continue. I got one last piece of news exclusively oh, here man. on the Tat Show. Ah, yes! Uh, there is talk, uh, it's been a little bit of a scuttlebutt about uh, WWE doing a Cruiserweight Classic-style series for women's wrestling in early 2017. There were a number of women who, about a month or so ago, had tryouts at the WWE Performance Center. And there is a lot of talk that Kimberly and Heidi Lovelace are going to be going through the WWE uh, signing process. Really? So. I've heard that from four different people in the last week. So, wait, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. so you're saying a cruiserweight female gimmick, basically. 
Right. So it is a very similar, a very similar thing. A limited edition series, like a short, a short series, specifically based around women's wrestling. Sometime in 2017. I've heard late January, and I've also heard late March. My gut is that they won't really do anything until after WrestleMania season, but I could be wrong on that. It's interesting. Well, see, I think today in this episode of the PW Insider Report on the Taz Show. You actually did a pretty good job, sir. I got to give you credit. You did finally. You brought the wood. I mean, I got to give you credit. Really, you hit a massive pop. But I, I, I really, uh, congratulations. Um, this, you might be able to come back next week and do another segment. I mean, that's good stuff. All right. Well, thanks a lot. I'll see if we can fit that into my busy schedule. All right. So I know you have things to plug. Uh, so go ahead, <laughs> sir. We, we have another 10 minutes till we go to break. Yeah, go for it. Everybody check us out at PWInsider.com. You can follow us on Twitter at PWInsider.com. Follow myself at Twitter at MikePWInsider.com. And you can check out the Elite section of PWInsider for three days free at PWInsiderElite.com. <laughs> All right, Mike. I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks so much. All right. Take care, everybody. And Viking, no heat. All heat. I what got you, Mike. No heat. See you Friday, buddy. All uh, right. See you Friday. Yeah, you won't be there, Mike. I promise. All right. We'll talk to you later. Uh, that's Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Right there, Mike Johnson on the PW Insider Report. Mike does a great job for sure. I have a lot of fun with Mike. He's my man. He knows his stuff. He's going to hack me every chance he can. He's no credit on his website. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, I know we got a lot of people calling the show. It's very busy. You know, Mike comes on. He takes a lot of time. But, you know, I saw him my guest. I'm very nice to my guest. You know, I don't want Mike to come on. I mean, you know, it's like I think I had to put a timer on Mike. Maybe we got to cut his time down to like three minutes and put a timer in like a ticker. Like, uh, you know, like over at CBS Sports Radio, you know, this behind the scenes Jones. Like when you're getting ready to come back from break, you know, there's like an automated sound, as you mm-hmm. know, right? It says, mm-hmm. you'll be back. What's it? You'll be back for break in one minute or something like that, right? Uh, yeah, at the network, there's a five minute count. So the breaks that we take. During the special and also during every show on CBS Sports Network are five minute breaks. Right, right. So they'll count it down and they'll be like, "You're in a five minute break." Yes. Well, that's what, what Mike Johnson. I need to have a voiceover guy and have an automated thing where one minute elapsed. You have three minutes left. Two minutes elapsed. That's that's what I'm. I think Mike would love that. Put some put a gun to his head. Put some pressure, me down. Put some pressure on him. You know what I mean? The guy's a performer. He performs under pressure. Mike Johnson. He would love that, I think. I think so. Yeah. He seems to like the Spanish music. Oh, he loves it. Yeah, he's a hell of a dancer, too, by the way. He's not just a handsome guy. He can dance his ass off. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> hey, uh, Mark Kell in Toronto. You're on the Taz Show. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Taz. How you doing? Good. Talk to me, pal. Good moment, Rob. Um, Good I moment. Have, I just have a quick question. Um, about the Royal Rumble, you, there's about nine different titles in the WWE right now, and the Royal Rumble match is about an hour long. Uh, so do you think that they're going to have all the titles defended on the show? And if not, how do you go about choosing which titles don't get defended? Well, it's a great question. It's an order of priority, right, Markel? I mean, it's got to be what they deem is the bigger, what they want to push more. I think you got to have your U.S. title defended. you got to have your your world title. Well, maybe, wait, hold on now. So maybe they could do, I don't know if they could do a deal where they have Roman Reigns go after, get a title shot. Uh, they didn't say a step. Like if Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns won last night, it was non-title. So maybe they could do where Roman Reigns goes in and challenges for the universal title. This is me just thinking off the fly here, Markel. Uh, and thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate it. Maybe they could do something where wait, what, no, what's advertised? That's part. Well, oh, Roblox. That's what. That's what. I'm sorry. Uh, forget what I just said. I just realized that. Um, 
that Roman Reigns, I be, 99% sure, said last night, if I beat you, then I get a title shot at Roadblock. That's what he said, yes. In three weeks. In three weeks. So, to Markel's point, there's a lot of titles. He's right. I, I think you gotta, you're gotta, you going to have, maybe you don't have the Cruiserweight title defended because of the 205 Live, may, even though it's exclusive to Raw, but yet it's exclusive to 205 Live. I don't know. they got to figure that part out. Um uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you're going to have the women's title defended uh, on both Raw and SmackDown women's. You got tag team. Maybe the tag team titles. Maybe that don't happen. I don't know. Maybe maybe they go the route of it's all in the road. Maybe that's the sacrificial lamb of tag team titles. I think we got to wait. It's a little far out still to January. Believe it or not. Let's see what happens at the the pay per view this Sunday. Uh, we have a card for that. There's a pay per view. There's a SmackDown show this Sunday in there. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's in the uh, rundown, Tess. Thank you, sir. Um, oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, that's nice. So nice here. Everyone's so nice. Hold on, let me check something out. Oh, wow, that's blasting. Oh, yeah. Five weeks in, he's still going to figure it out. <laughs> I'm such a prick. Uh, who would have thunk it? It's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I am a prick, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm looking for the card uh, that you said is in the rundown, and uh, I don't see it. You need your answer in the form of a question. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, can't read Jones. I'm looking. I want to get into Raw in a second, but I, I want to just look at something on this card that uh, apparently is. Uh, oh, oh, I found it. Uh, TLC pay per view. People are thinking. Jeez, how long are these rundowns, these run sheets that these guys use? Well, you're the only keeper of copious notes on the show. That's what I was told by the captain. Knows the rules. Yeah. The captain, remember him? Buy a hat. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Take two. Buy a hat. Oh, there you go. You just saw too much, buddy. All right. So you got AJ Styles going against Dean Ambrose, right? So let's see. Boom, boom, boom. You got Miz, Dolph Ziggler. You got Baron Corbin, Kalisto. You got champion Becky Lynch against Alexa Bliss. You got Heath Slater. I'm going to go over to this deeper tomorrow. I just wanted to see something here. All right, Heath Slater, the winner of America Alpha versus... Uh, okay, all right, yeah, so I don't know. To answer uh, Markel from Toronto's question... Markel's, uh, yeah, I, it's kind of hard to answer right now because I, I would think that the tag... One of the tag team titles or both might be the ones that don't get defended. It, it's a great point by him because of the 30-man gimmick name. It's Fernum Burnham, unless several of them just don't get defended. You know, I, I, I that that could be what they do too. You know, because that Royal Rumble match itself takes a long time. And speaking of that match, we heard the huge news last night in that sit-down interview where they took us for a nice little ride on that too. I'm jumping ahead here for a reason with Paul Heyman. Uh, when he sat down with Michael Cole, and they plugged it a lot throughout the show, which I thought was smart, because Paul broke major news. And Cole, in his tease throughout the show, didn't tease that was breaking news, but he teased that you wanted to watch it. It was very well done by whoever wrote how this should be done and the way Cole sold it, seriously. And I liked uh, very much the way Paul got into the fact that, hey, you know what? Brock Lesnar is now going to be in that Royal Rumble match. If Goldberg's in it, then it's on. And now what are you going to do when you have a motivated Brock Lesnar? This guy was destructive and killing everyone. That's what Paul basically said in paraphrasing. This guy destroyed and killed everybody when he wasn't motivated. Now he's pissed. What do you think he's going to be like now? I thought it was great. The content of the promo was great, meaning the verbiage. 
and the announcement was great. I thought that the graphic right there of the Raw Rumble right after it uh, was a little contrived. You know, having a graphic right there with, with Brock and Goldberg. Uh, but, you know, we see that a lot lately. I think it's like they're not going to worry about that anymore. They're going to they just promote and push. I get it. But it was a little contrived. Just my critique, if I'm nitpicking, that the graphic was set. But I understand it. They got to promote. They got so much going on. They got they got to promote a network. They got to promote 205 Live. They got to promote SmackDown. They got to pay view Sunday. They got another pay view. They got this. They got that. They got the Royal Rumble. They're promoting so much. They can't worry about uh, well, this graphic is kind of seems like it's f- planted here that we knew that Paul was going to say this. Well, you know what? Let me back up. I stand corrected. They did know, so it's not contrived. Well, why are you going back on your statement, Taz? I'll tell you why, and I'm going to go to break late in a minute here. Uh, the reason why what WWE did really well there was that it was taped. They, they teased that the interview was taped. You knew the interview was taped. Therefore, they knew. So that makes more sense. So I stand corrected. By me, by me saying it's contrived uh, was wrong. So it was taped. All right. I'm going to break. Uh, other side of break, I'll get into more talk on Raw. We'll be on Facebook Live, which might be one of the last days we do Facebook Live. I'll talk about that on the other side of the break. That'll be at Facebook.com slash Natasha, or you can watch or listen live, as you know, at Tasha.com. Be right back, Tasha, on a Tuesday. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, back here on the uh, Taz Show, fourth quarter city here on this Tuesday edition. We're talking a lot about Raw. We had Mike Johnson on earlier. <laughs> excuse me. Oh, excuse me. I had something in my throat. Um, thanks to Mike Johnson coming on earlier to the PW Insider Report. I'm looking at the Twitter. Uh, I can't, I'll tell you in a second who handed this to us on to me here on Twitter. But uh, Kid Chris, uh, who is a uh, very uh, well-known radio guy in the Cincinnati, Ohio region. Kid Chris has been doing radio for a long time. I don't think he works for CBS no more. He used to. And he tweeted a gimmick. I don't know where this is from, a restaurant or something. It says, um, order in the voice of the macho man, Randy Savage, and get 10% off your bill. Body slam a friend, and you both eat free. That's awesome. That's very funny. <clears throat> now, let me give props to whomever the person was who tagged, uh, who sent this over. Uh, oh, it's uh, Richie uh, Williams. Thank you, Richie. At Pisherman82. Uh, Pisherman. I'm so bad with reading. It's not my strong suit. Uh, so, I think we're on the Facebook Live right now. So, uh, hello, everyone at Facebook Live. How are you? I know. Here's your free lunch. Here's your free 30 minutes so you can watch the show because you, you won't go on Tasho.com, I guess. I don't really know what you're doing. I'll tell you this much. Facebook Live is going bye-bye very soon. Thanks for coming. See you down the road. Yeah, uh, but you still can interact with each other, and you still can do what we do here, but for the whole show. And that'll be soon, maybe by the end of this week, at TazShow.com. It'll cost you no money. I know you guys love that. You're used to everything being free. So there you have it. And and uh, that's what's going to happen. So don't be sad. Don't be sour, as the New Day would say. Don't you dare be sour. I'll tell you this right now. It's going to be better than Facebook Live. And um, I don't have to... I'm not, I do have the specifics. I'm not allowed to say it yet. We have to speak. And uh, we have a meeting at the end of the show. There's always meetings. I'm in a plethora of meetings because I'm very famous.
big, big meeting, and, and there's, there's a lot of things going on. And, and Rob, I know you've been upset uh, because um, you know, you've been excluded from the meetings, and, and that's by design. So you will not be in the meeting. I'm just mm. letting you know that. That's yes. okay. So, you seem upset. No, You're, it's okay. You sure? I'll go find breakfast. <laughs> Middle of New York City, bro. You'll find it, I promise. I uh, can see you've had a beck or two in your day, young man. So uh, I think yeah, you. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> Look at Andrew Campbell. Says Sour Grape Jones. Yes. I don't even know what that means, but it's funny. Johnny Perez. Ah, look at Johnny. Buy a hat. Buy a hat. Ah! So anyway, uh, yeah. It's Facebook Live is going to be going away soon. So uh, it'll be uh, at Tasho.com. Am I saying everything okay, X, Brian, and uh, Jonathan? Am, am, I, am I saying anything wrong? I think I'm okay with what I just said. Everything fine? Everything's okay, right? I think so. Uh, completely acceptable from all parties okay, in my good. ear. So I'm okay. Okay, because I know there's some things I'm not allowed to say yet. But it will not cost you guys any money. And instead of just being on Facebook Live for the final 30 minutes of the show, you can interact with each other and with folks here on the show, including me, on Facebook. Well, not Facebook. On this other gimmick, which will be on TazShow.com. So the way it looks basically on your Facebook for the most part, I guess, one way to say it. It'll be on Tashow.com. Brian just said before, during, and after the show, they'll be able to interact. Well, how much am I going to work? I mean, i got to work after the show now? No, they can just keep typing things and leave messages and things like that. Oh, like, Taz, you suck. I hate you. Yeah, things like that. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so uh, Facebook Live's taking the powder. Yeah, thanks for coming. But it'll be good. I hope you got. I'm looking at some of the uh, some of the, the comments. I'm seeing a lot of thumbs up. No, no thumb down. No sad faces. So I know a lot of people love the Facebook. You got the app. I got my Facebook app. I know. Uh, do you guys talk on the Facebook app here? Are you guys typing from yeah? I mean, I think this is a poll. Actually, I think I need a poll. Yeah, you don't you don't get it. Captain would have laughed. He gets the poll. Yeah. I get it. No, you don't. No? You don't get it. You don't get it. And we had the chemistry, me and the captain. That's what we said. You guys have such great chemistry. Yeah, I would talk and he wouldn't. That was the chemistry. Unbelievable. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, no, the, the poll. There's a lot of polls on the show. Yeah, I know, I know. Big, Twitter, I know I about say. the polls, yes. <laughs> oh, I know you know about the polls. You know how to go up and down the polls. Yeah. You slide on the polls on, on the Maury Povich show. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know. Springer, same guy. Same yeah. same studio. Is it really? Yes, in Stanford. I didn't know. In Stanford? Yeah, in Stanford, Connecticut. Holy God, there's no studios in Stanford. What the hell? Will you stop? <laughs> what is going on? I didn't know it was in Stanford. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Seems awesome. Free tickets. Well, you know, I free what? You can get free tickets. I, I'm good. You want. I don't need free tickets. I don't need anything. I'm good. I don't need free. I I, I have money. I, I have a lot of problems. Money ain't one of them, sir. Okay, I can just buy. I'll buy whatever. I have tons of them. I'm a millionaire, bro. And you also sold those two farms, so you're good now. Well, I have the yeah. I have the farm in Iowa. I have the farm in Nebraska, and I yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna, I have another farm. I can't tell you where that is. Okay, it's near Brooklyn. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Small. I thought it was in, like, parts unknown. Small. It's, it's, it's my Uncle Gibo's backyard, basically. Yeah, okay. yeah it's, you have a couple of peach trees and a right. you know, tomato plant. And the, and the lawn ornaments. Yeah, you get the, of course. <laughs> a lion, a couple of lions by the back steps. <laughs> like that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Let me back up. So, anyway, uh, back to Raw, because I, I want to give you guys full Monty Jones, because you know, don't want to pull out on any of your free lunch. Oh, uh, you didn't give me a full Raw breakdown. Close the door, sir, please. Shit busted. We're trying to work. You got me screaming here. Every day, I got to tell you to close the door. So, uh, I gave you my whole thing on the opening segment, the Braun R-Truth stuff. I talked about that. Mick, Sami Zayn, talked a lot about that. I uh, did not talk about Cedric Alexander in his hometown, hometown Jinx Jones. Lost to Tony Nese. You guys know I'm a big fan of Tony Nese. 
I'm a fan of both these guys. Great promotion for 205 Live. Awesome match. There's no doubt about it. You knew it was going to be. Uh, and Cedric lost the match. Nice needed to win. It's all good. I like this little story they got going on. We'll see where it goes with Cedric and uh, Foxy. You know, uh, so I, th- I think Alicia Fox. So I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I like it. Uh, we'll see where they go with it. I, I don't think Cedric has a ton of personality. He's an amazing talent, amazing worker, great athlete. I think where Alicia Fox has tons of personality. So I do think that's a good mix. It's a type A personality with a type B personality. And what happens is now you'll get good TV. And I think that Alicia Fox will bring some stuff from a character standpoint out of Cedric Alexander. And I think that's the WWE's goal. Therefore, I say it's good business. Yes. Uh, by the WWE. That could be a nub. Uh, also, speaking of good business, really good piece of business, as I tweeted last night. Rollins and Jericho in the parking lot. I love how they got into this where... Chris got pissed off at the, the limo driver, and then the guy bumped into his gimmick. He dropped the list as Chris picked it up. There's Rollins, boom, 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 physicality, back in the parking lot, good fight, pedigree on the roof of the car. Okay, let me teach you guys what happened here. So the pedigree on top of the car, it's more than a pedigree on top of the car. And I'm talking about character stuff. This <clears throat> is kind of detailed here. So when I saw this, I'm like, bravo, WWE. Because what this did, besides give a receipt for Rollins, where he gets even with Chris for attacking him last week during the match, what this pedigree on the roof of the car does is it locks in that Jericho is not coming out later on in the, uh, to, to help Kevin Owens against, Seth, uh, against uh, Roman Reigns. See, because a lot of people are speculating that. We had, I think, the girl Charlie, the uh, backstage interviewer. She even alluded to that to Chris. A lot of fans thought that. I thought that. Well, there's a chance of this. We've seen this before where they're acting like they broke up their friendship, Chris and Kevin, but yet he comes back out and helps them. This pedigree locked in the fact he ain't coming back. That's what I liked about it. I liked that a lot because that was smart, kind of uh, under siege booking Jones. It was very smart how they did it. Very smart how they did it. Hell of a pedigree, too. Hell of a bump by Chris. All that jazz. But from a creative standpoint, it locked in that Chris Jericho is not coming out later on because he's banged up bad. <clears throat> so it makes your Kevin Owens, Seth, uh, makes your Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns match that much more intriguing. <coughs> so for that, you got to tip your cap to WWE. Good stuff. Uh, then we saw, like I said, a crossover deal here, where it's a crossover segment where Sasha Banks wrestled Charlotte for the Women's Championship. And it was a DQ situation. I talked about this earlier in this show. And then Mick comes out, does his thing, take a little rest. I gave you my thoughts and opinions on that. So what they're doing is they're giving you a double crossover with the two girls. Where, the, you know, they're probably drawing a good number. Because they're pretty girls. They're sexy looking. They're good workers. They're wrestlers. They're athletic. The titles mean something. They're getting a push. They got the whole package. All of it. And now you use them for a crossover at 9 o'clock. And then you use them. To keep for the main event. It's just genius booking by Vince McMahon and company. Oh, my new friends. Putting them over all the time, Taz. Yeah. Yeah. My buddies. Of course I am. Yes. Yes. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. I mean, I've known him a long time. I thought we don't hang out together, but I know him. So then we saw uh, Rusev and Enzo. They went another route here where Enzo did the gimmick he did last week where he caught some 
stiff promos, pardon the pun, uh, towards, uh, you know, Rusev's wife, Lana, right in front of Rusev after he just got destroyed last week. Uh, turkey stuffing Jones, all that kind of stuff. It was pretty stiff. Double entendre city here, you know. And then Rusev just, they did the right thing here again. Yeah, Rusev just... He got himself DQ'd by just kicking, uh, you know, kicking uh, Enzo right in the handbag. Pretty stiff. You know, I, I think he should have beat him down more for the line he said. I, I think, like, to the point that he's got, he's beating him senseless, almost to the point that he's getting color. And that uh, Cass, you know, he's got to pull him off and hit him, and, and he just won't stop. Like, I think they could have went. That was some pretty stiff stuff, he said, you know, so meaning uh, Enzo. So, but I, I, I like that it was... You know, they didn't have something where Rusev slips on a banana peel. Next thing you know, Enzo gets a, a victory on him. They didn't do that. Nuh-uh. They're keeping heat for Rusev. I would have got him a little more heat, though, in my opinion. Rich Swan versus Noham Dar. Okay, Swan wins the match. They got they got Kendrick on color commentary. It sells the title match they're doing tonight on 2 and 5 Live. Very smart. Okay, got it, got it. I'm in. All good. Here's the thing. I think they got to be careful, just my opinion, with Rich Swan. The guy can work his ass off. I don't think he's a great talker. I really don't. I think he's got a, an infectious smile, and, and he's got loads of character and all that. But I do think, and he's a tremendous talent in the ring, but I do think they got to be careful because he's the type of guy that's going to, he's a heel. I guess he becomes a heel because he's always just so happy and peppy and, and having a great time. People kind of don't like that, you know? People like misery. You know, it sounds really negative, but I hate to be like that. You don't agree. If you don't agree, that's okay, Viking. I mean, just tell me if you don't agree. Just say it. So then how would you compare that, let's say, to the New Day in terms of them always being happy? People and- are like at a point where they don't like the New Day either. But New Day does it in kind of a heel overtone. So they, they let New Day kind of have heel overtones. Remember, New Day used to be heels. Right. So that's the, there's a big difference in the characters of Rich Swan and then the New Day. Okay. Because Rich Swan is still being developed. Mm-hmm. But he's very, very, very babyface. Happy-go-lucky Jones, the whole deal. It's like disco music and it's just, dancing. It's, it's, right. it's just too much. It's just, it, to me, in my opinion, my critique, it's too much where it gets, I don't want to see you dance anymore, dude. Okay, I, I want to see you work because you're tremendous. He just doesn't seem like he's taking things serious. And he, he didn't seem like he's, he's punking out Kendrick. And I think there's a good chance you see a new cruiserweight champ tonight because they like Swan and they're pushing the hell out of him. And they should push him. He's tremendous. I just think that I would tweak him a little bit and get him a little more serious, meaning his temperament, where he wants to win more. Like, he wins just because he's talented. Yeah, and it's a work. We know that. But I'm just saying in character. Like, he's too, um, I don't know how to word it. He's, he's so happy all the time. I know it sounds like, oh, Taz, you're a miserable bastard. Joey Styles is right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, my God! He might be right. But but the thing is, like, people like edge, edginess sometimes, you know? And I think he's always over-the-top happy. I feel like he's a heel sometimes. Well, he cut the in-ring promo, like, right after the match, right? They gave him a mic, and he yeah. just cut a promo on Kendrick. Did you like that? No. No, I didn't like his promo. No. I didn't. I, I didn't. I think he should have cut a promo. I think he should have... He was too confident in his promo. Like, he was over the top. He had he put no heat on Kendrick. That's well, the point. He beat him twice already, and he made a point of saying that a couple times. And that's fine. He should be confident, but there's a fine line between confidence 
and being too too cocky as a babyface that's still being built. That's my point. So, you know, I just think he's got to you know watch that a little bit, and WWE's got to watch that a little bit. And if he does win tonight, uh, you know, and I think there's a chance he wins, meaning Swan. I think you got to get him a little more serious. You can still have him dance and have a good time. Don't get me wrong. I, I, maybe when I say no one likes people having a good time, whatever I said, maybe it was a little harsh the way I said it, so I'll back up on that a little. But I, I think it's a little like, yeah, uh, Brian Sh- uh, Schilling saying Swan equal Rocky Maivia. I, I get his point because that's how Rocky Maivia was, you know, back in the day. I get his point a little bit. So it's like you got to. You know, and, and Miles uh, Robinson saying on uh, Facebook Live here, I say turn Rich heel. They could turn him heel any time they want, and it would work. I'm telling you right now, it would work. I mean, you could even have him win tonight in the 205 Live and then and then have the win make him a heel. Have him be like, you know, just like there's a side of him we didn't know where he's always smiling, laughing, but he's sticking up your ass. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm better than everybody. I'm better than uh, I'm better than Kendrick. I'm better than everybody here. You're damn right. He's doing the neat thing. He's dancing. <laughs> Actually, I'm better than everybody here. I'm better than you people. It don't matter. I'm the man. I'm Rich Swan. Ain't nobody beat me. You know, whatever he would say, he could use his win to put him over the top cocky. Now, I'm even more of a Rich Swan fan. I just think that that's his temperament. He's got that smile, and he's always got a, that smile on his face, and Sometimes it just not just him, but when people smile too much, like it, it makes me mad. It just does. I just I don't want to see. It's sometimes it looks fake. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of fake. You know, might want to mark that. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know I think you know maybe he should back off a little bit on that or. Make him like James Rivera on Facebook Live saying Ob- obnoxious heel. And and that, that would work for him. James Gigalati said, uh, done with the dancing. Uh, yeah, I hear you. I'm done with the dancing too. I'm done with the tablets. Absolutely. It's too much. That's the point where it's like, I got it, bro. You're dancing. And he's doing a dance from like the 90s, doing the hucklebuck. He's doing like a dance from the 20s. I'd rather see Mike Johnson dance than uh, Rich Swan. See, I'm a big fan of the Mike Johnson he dances. Yeah, I, I think we need to see more of that. The Mike Johnson dancing set. We should get Mike Johnson. I should talk to my people. Get him on uh, Dance with the Stars. That'd be great. Will you stop? Mike Johnson dancing one of those giant professional female dances would be hilarious. <laughs> Girls ripped lean. She's la la la, dancing Jones, the whole thing. That'd be awesome. So, anyway, that's my take on, on the whole thing with Rich Swan. Look, I'm a fan. I, 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 the guys work. I mean, you, what the hell are you going to say? The kid is just a stud. He's, he's awesome. You know, I mean, really. I mean, I just think from a character standpoint, I think that we're just seeing the beginnings of it. If he wins tonight, which I'm telling you right now, kids, there's a chance this guy wins. They are pushing the piss out of him. You know, they really are. So, we shall see. We shall see if he wins that thing. And then they got to really work on that character, like I was saying. That's my only point. Hey, uh, Jay in Jersey, you're on the Taz show. Good moment, Taz. Good moment. Rob. Good moment. Good moment. Good moment. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, I just wonder, watching Raw and watching how they're pushing Roman Reigns, the thing is, like, you kind of forget that he has the U.S. title and how they're putting him out there like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like you've got Sami Zayn. 
Neville, which we haven't seen in so long, and people that could you could work around. Even give it to Braun Strowman, yeah. but it pushed him some more. It feels like it feels like the title doesn't. He doesn't care about the title, or the company doesn't care about the title, and it comes off so back like, burner, like it's on the back burner. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of stuff is on the back burner, but it just seems like that title <laughs> literally is on his back and it's just. Care, is careless to, to other people. Yeah. To him. No, no, I look, him, you know, you've heard, man, you know what, Jay, you've heard me talk about the whole thing, the way he carries the title. It bothers me a little bit. I'm kind of getting used to it, and I'll tell you why, something about it, Jay, that they do, okay? If you notice when he walks out, most of the times, he's carrying a belt like where you can't see the plates, right? You notice that, right. obviously, right? But watch the camera work. They'll shoot him then as he comes out from behind where you see the belt on his back as he's walking to the ring. So once I see, I look at that stuff that most people don't, once I see how they're directing cameras around him with that belt, then I'm not as mad about it. You know what I mean? So they're working around him, not Correct. him showing respect to the title. Correct. I mean, that still, that still comes off funny because I can remember when you, any title you had, you treat it as if it was... A, a, a precious thing. You, you you show respect to it, they, and you didn't have to tell us that you. No, the it's the holy grail, bro. It's the holy grail when you have a championship. It's the yeah, whole, and, holy grail, and that comes off weird to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. You don't see a lot of cats wearing the belts anymore. You saw Sa- uh, Sasha Charlotte when she was the women's champ. Now she just lost last night. She was wearing the belt around her waist a lot. I think you need to wear the belts. And thank you for calling, Jay. I appreciate it. Um, you need to wear the belts, not all the time. I used to wear the belt just about all the time when I walked to the ring. I believe in that, but it's old school. And you know what? I, WWE obviously don't have a problem. When I first saw him carrying the belt, Roman Reigns, like he was, I think, oh, he's going to get heat. They obviously don't have a problem with it because he's still doing it. So they probably like it, and they're working the camera around the back of it. Look, they're trying to change the way things are done. you got to do that. You know, uh, um, and, and, and I think they're supporting the WWE. I mean, okay, heck, heck Garlarza here saying on... Um, Facebook Live, that's creative, not Reigns. You might be right, but I'll tell you what, heck, I think that um, I think that Reigns is the one who came up with the idea. Creative is not telling you to do that. She's counting me down. You you come up with that, and then and then creative supports it, and, and all be all Vince McMahon. That's how that's happening. But I get Heck's point, and he's not wrong. You know, uh, but as far as what Jay from Jersey was saying, the caller about the title being on the back burner, he's right. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, you you, you you could have, in his promo, Roman Reigns' promo, an opening of Raw last night, you could have, I don't think he said it, Roman Reigns, he could have referenced his the importance of his United States title a lot. And I don't remember him saying it at all, to be honest with you. And I liked Roman Reigns' promo last night. I liked Chris and Kevin Owens in that segment, that first segment. I liked the whole thing. And for those on Facebook Live, I asked if I talked about the main event. I did. I started this show, segment one, talking about Sasha. And Charlotte, it's it's a full Monty. I gave, I love the thing. I love the match, and I put it over huge. Uh, but I gave some critique on it, some nitpicking Jones on it. So you could go back and listen to the audio on demand or the VOD when it drops today. So because you know, it's all done for you guys. Everything is simple. You guys know that. Make it all easy. Make sure your free lunch is right on the plate, steaming like a big pile of poopage. Shit busted. Yep, got you covered. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about that. Uh, what else? So in the Raw, before I wrap this show up here, because i got to wrap here. i got things to do. I don't have time to talk to you people this whole show. i got stuff on the plate here. I'm very busy uh, at all times. Uh, yeah, about this. Nah, I don't want to talk about that. Nah, I'm not talking about that. Hang on. Hold on. Give me a second. Oh, yeah. So 
talked about the Swan. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. The match was great. Kevin Owens, okay, I, I think he's dealing what he had to get that that thing off his back in character of the Jericho thing. He got it off his back, and it got good buzz by him saying, I don't need you, Chris. But then we saw him, I said this earlier, when he lost, he said to the girl backstage, the interviewer, you know, he's still my best friend, meaning Chris. So now I predict Chris will come back saying, no, 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 not so fast, my friend. We're not friends anymore. You pushed me to the curb. You know, I don't care that you lost to Roman Reigns, you know, and you lost because I wasn't there. There's your story, kids. That's the Chris Jericho promo. You lost Kevin because I wasn't there for you. Because Chris told him yesterday when they had the spat backstage, hey, you're having a success success because of me. I'm always there for you. Now Chris isn't there because he got pedigreed or he wasn't coming back. And mostly because he was told to shut up by Kevin Owens in character. So now Chris could say, no, 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 not so fast, my friend. So i got to be honest with you. I'm not exactly a fan of the way Kevin Owens is being booked, okay? I, 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 I'm fine with him losing last night. You know, Roman, believe it or not, needs that. <laughs> believe it or not. I think they could have pushed the U.S. title concept more that he just beat the world champ, the, the universal champ, I mean. But what I really don't like is that Kevin, like I said, he got, he's got to now go back to the whole Chris Jericho best friend thing. And now he lost, and he lost because this guy wasn't there for him. And that's what the story's going to be. You're putting the heel Kevin Owens in a really tough spot. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't want to pass too much judgment on it right away. But, you know. So anyway, uh, I'm not a complete fan of it. Just my opinion. Um, I talked about Michael Cole and Paul Heyman. I thought that was really good. And we got to wrap the show up here. But I talked about that. I thought it was real good and uh, very, very good. And I like that Paul dropped the news that he did. So, uh, so that's the deal. So, look, that's a wrap, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this Raw. Chatted for two hours. And thanks to Mike Johnson coming on. The VOD and AOD will be available soon. Uh, we'll be back at you tomorrow talking SmackDown and SmackDown uh, 205 gimmick Schnabitz. For everybody here at the Taz Show, I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. of my space and screen names back then when i was only worried about my top friends now my circle is getting smaller all these people acting fake man and to be honest i don't even have a top 10 me against the world i've been doing what i really love haters been hiding behind the screen man they movie cuts and when i'm back at home it never feels the same cause we've been doing our own thing trying to stay up i want to go back to days with no grades we Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So going for another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you go.
living the truest still back since I was shooting hoops. New issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no I go for my dreams. I've been on